Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. First off, hi, everybody. Hi. It's I don't know what the we, I I don't know what it's like in Bend or Portland, but we're gonna have like upper nineties, low triple digits all week. Weekend. Yeah, it was a it was a hundred it was a hundred degrees today at my house. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. Currently here it's uh, ninety three degrees with no AC. So if you hear a fan, that's why. Oh Jesus! Everybody's getting punished. What the I hell? Love it. So much. I love it. I love this. Do Me you? Too. Me yeah. too. Right. Yeah. You, you, we should have this conversation on January 21st and I, I would take this, I'll take this any day. Really? Over, you know, yeah. Same. Yeah. Exactly yeah. the same. Hate it. So you guys cold. are the ones outside spraying aerosol cans into the air right. to try to fuck up the ozone. And yeah. just, I want it hotter. That's right. Okay. I get it. I get yeah. it. All right. Fine. Here we go, you guys. Before we begin, let's do the thank you dance. First and foremost, thank you dance goes out to the one and only Gooder Sunglasses. Today, in true Gooder style, they are offering, get this, prime number day. Get it? Which means they are rounding each pair price down to the nearest prime number. That's because there's a big corporate demon also doing their thing, and they're trying to play along with that in a little snarky way, and I think it's pretty good. Check out Gooder.com while you're listening to this very podcast. Pick out some of the great sunglasses and support an original company playing a genuine. Gooder sunglasses style, fit, form, and function. Also, big thanks to Giant Bicycles, the source for every perfect fit for your two-wheeled lifestyle. Get to a Giant dealer today, test ride, Try to wipe that smile off your face afterwards. You won't be able to. Ride Life, Ride Giant. Check out their entire lineup of bikes, gear, and so much more at giant slash, not not, not slash, giant-bicycles.com. I think if you Google it, you'll probably figure it out, right? So, hey, everybody, let's do this. While I take a beer. I wish you guys could see. Paul's got his like a serious face on, man. He's got the glasses on. He's scrolling through his phone. It's game day. The time has come again, everybody. We are live on Podbean. We are live on YouTube. And I hope you've done your research and I hope you're riding your bike. Welcome to the Pack Filler. I'm Pat Bulger. The beers are poured and the conversation is about to get as hot as the weather. 
Uh, with me are the pack filler. Well, most of us. Uh, first, he knows a buttload about pro cycling, yet for some reason he always ends up doing the punishment. Mr. Paul May. <laughs> yeah, I deserve a punishment. <laughs> Second, he also knows a buttload about bike racing, even though he's been doing it for the shortest amount of time. I would copy his picks, people. Mr. Jackson Bulger, how are you, dude? Doing pretty well, thank you. <laughs> Third, he's the diva. Need I say more? Need I say more? What? The diva is back. Nobody knows how his picks go because he either disappears when things get tough or he changes while we weren't paying attention. We love him anyway. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Karsten Hagen. How are you, dude? Hi there. <laughs> Me? Well, I'm the career killer. If I like you, you either crash, you get busted for doping, or you have some horrific or unexplained day or days from hell throwing your career into the destiny of being a greeter at Walmart. I'm Pat Bulger. Gentlemen, obviously my, my interest didn't get any laughs. Paul's so lost in his own world, I didn't even get a Sorry, turtle. I had this all in my head, and I watched a preview show about my picks, and I scrambled them all up, so now I'm, oh. I'm hitting the panic button. Wow. Okay. Um, how are we doing in our cycling world, uh, everybody? First of all, I'm going to start with I'm going to start in studio. Paul, uh, what was your ride week like? Uh, Saturday was not all that. I, I eked out one. It was pretty windy this whole weekend here in Spokane, so yeah. um, I eked out just a small. I didn't feel very good at it. My legs felt pretty tired for no reason. Not like I've been riding a lot. Uh, and then uh, yesterday, since uh, all you guys abandoned me, I had to go. <laughs> call a bunch of old teammates and we went out for a ride you're sleeping with your old girlfriends yeah yeah i brought the old band together had ryan and and scott and andre we went out and did the troika loop and it was reverse winds i like the troika loop because we have a cross tailwind about two-thirds of that ride okay it was headwind and cross headwind those two-thirds it came from the east when it usually comes from the southwest. See, because I drove home that way into mm -hmm. a horrible headwind that yesterday. Was, yeah, we shared that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly. I was in an RV, too, so it was just, you know, I, I'm doing the... Was it shareful? Fuck, 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 the whole drive home kind of a thing like that. So, it was, yeah, it was... There were plenty of, of profanity uh, choices used on the way home. So, how many rides? So, two, two three? Just two. Just two. Yep. Uh -oh. Yeah, I was going to do the Thursday night spirited ride, but um, things came up, came up, like Renee said, uh, my wife, uh, yeah. let's go out to dinner. Oh. oh yeah, hey, that sounds All pretty right. good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have some beer. <laughs> there you go. Karsten Hagen, first of all, how you been, man? We haven't talked to you. You haven't been on this show for a while. I've talked to you via text, but the listener hasn't talked to you for, for quite a long time. Uh, well, I've been working, uh, usual shit. And then uh, I had surgery on Wednesday, which means I have been off the bike and will be off the bike for another week or so, probably. Um, but Is, yeah, just, you know, when, that's about the only no interesting thing that's happened in my life. I just when you say when you say surgery, is this something you, you can divulge on air or is this something a little too? Oh, penis enlargement. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm fairly open about this. Okay. I just uh, you know, I need some help, and so I, got, I right. went to a good doctor. Okay, good, good, good for you. It's like a baby's arm holding an apple now, huh? <laughs> 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 what? 
Uh, Jackson, you and I have a little story we can tell. We did a little ride this weekend in Ellensburg. Uh, we traveled to, I don't think it's officially central Washington, but I consider it dead center of Washington. They call it the heart. I thought Ephrata was the heart of, it's, maybe it's, but it's not Ellensburg. Ellensburg. Yeah. Ellensburg. Yeah. Oh man. You know, I, I, I gotta tell you, it's the, it is, I know the Columbia Gorge is supposed to be the windiest place on earth, but I'm convinced uh, Ellensburg, Washington will compete for it here shortly. But Jackson and I uh, drove, met there to uh, compete in the Ellensburg Fondo. And um, I think we've been talking about this over the last couple of weeks on the show about about Fondos and about what Fondos are and what Fondos have become. And um, this was there. This was a, a Jackson. Would would you agree with me that there were more people taking this seriously than um, many races I've done in the past? Yeah, this was a let's let's drop everyone we can in the first thirty miles type of race. Yeah, it was it was a uh, I, I don't want to say dick measuring because they were all uh, there were both genders involved, but it was it was sizing up from the moment from the word go and. Uh, 90 miles right yeah 90 miles uh, about it said 7700 feet of climbing when i got finished it was uh just over eight so i I, I take that 300 feet very seriously (laughs) um if if you've seen me you will understand why and uh the wind was constant 30 miles an hour in one direction the whole time it did not that wasn't gusts it was 30 miles an hour steady um, in our face the whole way out there and and um, then we turned and went into the gravel s- section quote unquote which was the majority if not all the climbing on on forest service roads and and things like that um uh we had a a good first half wouldn't you say yeah. jay yeah we did uh we were trying to kind of dodge the wind throughout the first 30 miles and then things went a little differently once we started climbing yeah you honestly looked like uh somebody going for king of the mountain points at the base of the climb he had the jersey kind of flopping a little bit because it was he had his long sleeve jersey on it was it was kind of flapping there it looked cool riding away from me (laughs) he did i was and i I, you kept looking back at me jackson and I, i wanted to say i wanted to give you the signal for like don't wait for me. Tell my story. Like the dad in, um, in uh, what was the movie where the high school kids, Wolverines, uh, Red Dawn, the dad in, in Red Dawn, avenge me. And I was that dad. I was the dad screaming at the fence. And um, Jackson, I don't know if, you know, how, how humble you want to be or something like that, or, you know, how, how far you want to peel back the curtains, but uh, you, you ran into some trouble. Yeah, so we were, uh, like you said, I was I was climbing pretty well. Uh, we hit the climb, and I was uh, feeling as good as I do every single day, um, or on one of my good days, to be honest with you. And then we reached, uh, I, I let one of the guys, the only guy that was with me, come around, um, and we were one and two, and uh, just to let him kind of take the pole at the front for a little bit, and then just out of nowhere, it was like there was nothing left. We were... 31 miles in and everything just was gone i i was drinking nothing was really working i was eating nothing was really being absorbed so it was just like out of nowhere everything just blew up and that was weird 
and it didn't come back. I was thinking this was going to be something that you were going to like have to fight yourself through. Something would have to kick in, stuff like that. We got to the top of this probably three thousand foot climb at least, and right. um, and and you and I regrouped, and you were saying, "I don't know, I don't know what's going on. I can't. I just don't have any energy in the tank." And and we kept going, we kept going, we kept going, and then we got to a a later aid station and stopped and you looked me in the eye and said I, I i'm dizzy uh correct me if i'm wrong jay you're dizzy you were nauseous a little bit yeah i ate a cliff bar that almost was not eaten fully yeah and um you just look i i you were done and and i hadn't seen that and i was we were, since then we've been trying to kind of figure out what the hell might have been the situation did was there any major dietary changes was there any type of training changes you were on your gravel bike for the first time in a long time and we were wondering if yeah. it was position based and uh, i think that's sorry, go, go ahead no you i was gonna say i think a difficulty that i have been having is i've been on the bike behind me my uh full-on like road race bike um for the past month and a half and i've gotten used to that bike and then step and then immediately getting on this bike, which is, first of all, it's steel. I'm I've, I've gotten into that comfort zone of being used to carbon. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's just it's a different feel altogether. It was a little it was super different right when I stepped on it. I immediately I don't know if I audibly did this, um, but I went, oh, man. And really? it was very it was a very different experience. So I think fit issue might have been a big deal. My back really started to hurt halfway through. I felt like. Yeah, I, and I never experienced back issues, so I think that was my big my big deal. Anybody else have a theory just listening to our Yeah, I got one. Yeah. So this is exactly what happened to Jackson um after during the Tuesday night ride in Bend hmm. two years ago and it's on video. Like it was hot and windy and it, same conditions and Jackson like was like instantly dehydrated and um like things just fell apart i think it's a i think it's a heat issue yeah did you feel you know, hot jackson I, I don't know i think it was uh i think we were on to something when we were talking about dehydration a little bit i started to feel the chills which i immediately recognized as like i gotta start drinking so i had quite a bit there so i think that might have been an issue um yeah, I don't know. It was a weird thing. I'd never gotten that little into a ride and just been completely finished. Yeah. Same thing on Tuesday night ride. We were twenty minutes in, and and you, it was the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's I mean, you're just, uh, just too skinny, dude. You know what? I was gonna. Your mom and I sat up last night. You know, of course. You know, Father's Day, so I had a. You know, I, I had some alcohol in there. Oh, well. Yeah, strange, right? Hmm. And I, we were like going, I bet that kid doesn't get 2,000 calories a day. I bet he doesn't. That's what you'd think. Well, I mean, I, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna bust your balls a little bit, but are they 2,000, like, good quality calories, or is there an occasional bag of Skittles thrown in? I don't I don't know what it is. It's just I, I have always tried to put something on whether it be yeah. through eating or something and it just like is gone it's hard it's hard for me to gain weight <laughs> as annoying as that may sound no no i i 
you get obviously don't get that from me but, you know <laughs> that's 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 okay but uh no, it's just because i'm trying to i'm trying to help you kind of you know rule out some of the theories so you know in a couple of weeks when we're in in san diego at belgian waffle um you know something that might work or might not work you know and you're you're a dude who drinks water all day you're a hydrated guy so oh, I, yeah. you know yeah so you didn't feel hot all that much but you gotta chill right you can get that from bonking too yeah so i mean it depends on your what you ate before in my opinion like your glycogen stores uh you know did you bring them up doing something else on a ride i don't know um with a back problem that's sometimes inherent if you've never had it on that bike and you've ridden many times before on that bike, uh, maybe positioned, but sometimes you might have gone out a little too strong and you burn things up pretty fast. Um, and when you start pushing hard, your lower back takes a punishment. I mean, yeah, that, that could be a possibility too. Um, I've, the, other thing is, the other thing is dehydration can present itself with kidney um, pain sometimes, yeah, which is a lower back thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Terry, prime listener of the show, guy who was kind enough to lend me his wheels. I want to go on the air and say thanks to Terry for loaning me a set of wheels. I didn't have my big wheels. We were talking about that last week at the last show saying – Wow, am I going to have to ride twenty-seven-five wheels pumped up to eighty pressure with my, you know, mm-hmm. gigantic ass tires on there to get through? But Terry came forward and loaned me a pair of Hunt wheels, which are awesome, and um, and and he was he was he was at the race with us and stuff like that, and he was you know it, it was it was good to have him there, and I can't remember why I was going with this with bringing up Terry, but uh, it was uh, oh he was saying that the pace going out was really high. I didn't notice it because I kind of. I took a couple turns at the front, but I made a, sh- a point that when the guy in front of me pulled off, it, it was a really jerky group. And I don't mm-hmm. mean jerks as them as personality. I mean, it was like uh, somebody would pull uh, pull off the front and the, the next person would accelerate. You know, that mm-hmm. classic bullshit move when you're in a, when you're a rotating pace line of some sort. And so that, that was a little screwy. So I would always make a point to never increase my pace and just do like a, you know, maybe a two-minute pull and just, whip off and stuff like that but he was saying that the pace going out he thought was pretty hard so i know maybe it surprised us maybe it was, mm-hmm. it was tough on there so i just you know i'm just trying to rule it out for you jackson and i don't want to kind of bring you to the forefront you know hold you up and go hey jackson had a bad day but for somebody like you i know it's not a matter of um especially uh fitness when it comes to the fact that we were only we were under two hours into the event and and if it, if it was an endurance issue maybe if we were longer into the event that might come about you know and i'm not saying because i don't know what your training is you probably have plenty of endurance we've done some longer rides i've seen in your strava you've been doing long rides so i can't rule out. it's not endurance um and was it the 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 heat and it wasn't that hot for until we it really wasn't that hot until well after that moment. Um, was it a diet thing? You know, yeah, we had a, a frozen lasagna the night before, which is chock full of sodium, but I don't think that's going to cause that big of a thing. You know, the the bike itself, your bike, you've been on that bike before. It's not like it's a brand new bike we handed to you. And all of a sudden, you, you you had to deal with a brand new position. So, I mean, I'm just trying to check off the boxes and see if there was something that was going on. And I don't know what it was. So, yeah. so anyway. 
there. I guess we could just go with that. There we go. Well, one thing, we've all been there. Oh, at least God, once. Yeah. Oh, shit, at yeah. At least once. We'll be again. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on the, on a on a positive switch, Jackson, you are racing this week, this Wednesday, right? Yeah, this Wednesday, um, I'll be racing this bike. Uh, behind <laughs> me. And, uh, so that'll that'll be fun. I've never done it before. Um, here in Portland, I've never raced before, so it'll be a new experience. Um, it's got a little bit of climbing in it, so it'll be perfect uh, for me. And yeah, I'll, I'm I'm just going in with uh, lofty expectations and just trying to have a good time good good that's yeah. that's the way to take it man and and uh it should be interesting because you know i i i know what it's like to jump into a group where you don't know anybody there and you don't have anybody to kind of stand there next to at the start line and and go holy shit what are we doing here you know, what the fuck are we gonna do or somebody to talk to mid-race so i applaud your bravery for just going for it and just saying fuck it let's see what happens you know something like that yeah I had to bite the bullet eventually. Yeah. I had a race uh, before COVID that I was, I did, uh, where I was that because um, somebody who's sitting across the console from me uh, claimed he forgot his shoes and, um, and, and oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then didn't race with me. And I was a little mad at him because <laughs> I got dropped in like the first 10 minutes of a 40 minute crit because <laughs> there were five of us at the fucking start. But holy <laughs> shit, it was bad. It was bad. Um, gentlemen, we got a lot to get to, so let's get to the news, shall we? The biggest news of the day, starting with our headlines, what many would say all centered around the soap opera. You know what? Let's just kill the news theme, and let's just go straight to the soap opera theme. The soap opera that appears to be under the house of Patrick Lefebvre. Mark Cavendish has been announced to the Decoinic Quick Step team for the Tour de France just days after team boss Patrick Lefebvre announced that the British sprinter would remain at home for the ground tour. Do you like my dramatic music? Because I, 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 I added that today. Um, <laughs> Sam Bennett was, was down to take part in the race and defend his green jersey, but according to the team, the Irishman failed to respond to treatment to his injured knee when Cavendish being drafted in on Monday morning. That was this morning. So... Uh, there's been questions um, from Patrick Lefevre. Enough of that shit. Uh, there have been uh, p- questions by Lefevre himself basically saying, um, and I, I'm going to quote him, um, he expressed some resentment that Bennett was not in on the tour team, telling Sporza, I can't prove he doesn't have knee t- pain, but I'm starting to think more and more that it's more fear of failure than just pain. He also told another newspaper, we thought Bennett was on the right track. Then it turns out that he's told us anything but the truth. He said three different things to three different people on the squad. That's not the way it's played. So we've got two stories under the the creeping sands through the hourglass that is the house of Patrick Lefebvre. First of all, um, my first question is, is he just a professional shit stirrer? Is is. Remember the sponsor talk we had about a week ago or two weeks ago where Patrick was saying, fucking Bora Hansgrohe's trying to buy my team, all this stuff. I can't find any sponsors. Woe is me. And now he's talking about the fact that his his sprinter, who's leaving next year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, is is claiming not to be – he's claiming to be injured even though he's not, yada, yada, yada. Um Whose side do we take on this? Number one, is Patrick Lefebvre just a shitster 
or is Sam Bennett another Rowan Dennis? And, and tr- is or is he truly injured, or is he just being sorry, Karsten, a diva? <laughs> Does anybody have a theory on the shit that's going on under the House of Decoin at Quick Step? I'll let anybody. I think, a, I think we have. I think we have an HR issue. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's and and either way, at the end of the day, um, you know, the the guy that's going to the tour isn't going to, he's not going to get the same results that you know. It's not the same guy, you that, know. Yeah. We're not, we're, you know that he's not a dick anymore, but he's also not as fast as he was. Cavendish. Yeah, Cavendish. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, um, he. I, I've grown to like Mark Cavendish now, and I feel like an asshole every time I talk about him because I've seen the emotion behind him. But he was a fast asshole for a long time. Uh, uh, Paul, any, any theories on any of this stuff going on? Yeah, I mean, I don't know who to believe. Um, I think he kind of split it down the middle a little bit. It's like uh, your child stuck in a divorce. You yeah, know, and each parent's talking bad about each other. Yeah, Lefebvre is is known for creating, you know, a big drama story behind everything, um, but. If it's true that he told three different staff members, Bennett, telling yeah. three different staff, three different stories, you know, what's going on. We haven't really seen Bennett do much this year. Um, his contract was up. Um, and, you know, so, how, of course, he's the only one that could probably win the green jersey, but he's going to feel a lot of pressure. Now, if you look back in his past – even those who are in his fan club, like Sean Kelly, was getting frustrated because he should be winning more races. And it seemed to me kind of like in his head, you know, Sean was kind of pointing that he needs to be more mentally strong. So there could be that. Um, but I ha- I was sitting on the toilet doing my best thinking <laughs> and reading that story about Lefebvre, and I was thinking, what if, because Ackerman wasn't picked for Bora, right? Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. that's Mm -hmm. a big one, by the way. Yeah, I was really blown away by that one. So Ackerman's not on there, and he had some nasty things to say about his bosses. At and he has not won a race this year, so there is a good reason why I wouldn't pick him either if I was, you know, choosing the team. Yeah, but then Bennett is leaving, and he left Bora. What if it's a trade because? Lefebvre is going to take Ackerman next year, right, okay. from Bora, because the Koenig, well, it'll be quick step next year, always takes people like Cav, um, Kittle, all these sprinters that are just hit a plane or on the w- downward. Yeah. He goes back and jacks his career up, so it might be a trade there. I know it's a stretch. So you're saying Bookman? No, uh, no Ackerman. Bennett would go back to... Bora. Bora? Mm-hmm. Shit. Because think about it. Sagan's that, gone that's next year. That's, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Because uh, Sagan most likely is not going to be there next year. Yeah. yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So they need a, a sprinter that has some credentials. Jackson, provide a useful a youthful opinion on this. Yeah, I think um, when it comes to Lefebvre, I think uh, – when one person does so many things so many times, it's kind of hard to say that they're not that thing that they keep expressing. Um, 
because it seems like he he's just trying to create a lot of buzz just to get his team money and attention. I mean, as they say, no publicity is bad publicity, yeah. but um, I think he is a little bit of a, as you say, shitster. Um, and I think it'd be really interesting for Ackerman to go to uh, to a team like Quickstep. He'd have the team behind him. I think right now he doesn't really have the team behind him. He, he's he's got he's playing a second fiddle to Sagan in every single race that doesn't have a gigantic name or price tag on it. So I think that'd be a good thing. But I didn't. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what the Sagan uh, Bennett issue would look like and whether that team gets a reshuffle because nothing's been confirmed yet. So yeah. What do we think of of Cavendish, Mark Cavendish in the tour? A lot of people are obviously overjoyed by it. I mean, the the overwhelming response on social media today was was through the roof. Through the roof. I w- I would say if I was Lefebvre, between the two, I mean, I w- I think for a fan favorite, uh, Bennett hasn't really performed much this year. Um, and then with his shenanigans, I don't blame him for for picking. Uh, yeah. Cavendish, they're not going to get the green jersey, and I don't think that's uh, really their intention. Any, I think it's stage wins, um, but I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad to see this. You know, it's good to see an old timer. See what he does. You know, this could yeah. be his last time in the tour. So, which, which which one of those riders has more value to specialize long term? It's Cavendish because of his six doubt. day. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's his six day performance in the winners, which he's going to do for the next couple of years, and he's got a long term contract. They all do have you know, contracts to specialize. Yeah. So I think that's the bigger driver here. And he's the only one still wearing those fucked up glasses from Oakley. <laughs> they chipped in. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> those things are so goofy. Yeah. 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 I'll wear the nose guard yeah. for another six months if you if you let me get through with this. How do you think huh. this affects the goals of the team for uh, for the tour? Coney Quick Step. I mean, what what where are they looking at? Now, obviously with Alaphilippe. Mm-hmm. Um Alaphilippe I, I I I don't mean to reveal my my hand here too soon, but Alaphilippe is not a tour winner. Nope. So where where are their objectives? I mean, Paul, you you kind of gave me. Well, no, I don't I don't think he is. I I agree with you. I don't think he's long term. If you look at the course, um, I think he's. You know, if you look at the first couple of weeks, he probably could have the jersey do another yeah. Volkler cleave to it like he did the last time. Yeah. You know cleave to the jersey as long as he can and get the fa- fans all excited about a French hope. It was huge, yeah. But um which is good good for for that purpose. But um yeah, yeah I, I think uh stage wins are more important. No one wins more stages than the Koenig, you know. Um and I think they're saving Remco for for the Grand Tour stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. I uh-huh. think uh oh I think uh an interesting Something I, I, that was interesting that I thought of today was um, I don't think the green jersey hopes are completely gone. Um, I think because they brought Cav, they also brought Ballerini for a reason. Yeah. Um, he is a, he's a sprinter who I don't think – who goes under the radar quite a bit, but mm-hmm. he can also climb kind of like a Sagan. Uh, so I think that'll be – and I'm really interested to see where that goes because um, they are both very somewhat similar riders. Um, and I also agree with Paul. I think Alaphilippe probably – I think he'll win a stage, especially being the, his his home tour. Um, everybody's going to be cheering for him, and he kind of, for some reason, feels that French passion, especially when he's back in his home country. So, I think he'll kind of do that, clinging onto the jersey if he wins the stage. So, so that 
all being said, the green jersey competition this year is really interesting because I think the, the initial green jersey winner is going to leave in a week. And that's Vanderpool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or he but that goes to d- the yellow jersey just to do it because of his grandpa. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, after a week, he's going to leave and that's going to that's going to change our perception of the green jersey competition. So after a week, so we're talking about the green jersey competition for the final two weeks because I think Vanderpool's going to have it for the first week. You um, do, okay. Well, there's Tim Merlier, 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 Merlier. Oh, I've got him for the second two weeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think. Uh, well, we're going to get into this here as we get going here, but I think Matthew Vanderpool. I don't think he's going to be riding with any sort of strategy other than just glory on the day he's just going to be completely burning matches left and right green um, he just wants green yeah well what's the what's the point though i mean he a stage win is going to be bigger than a green he doesn't want i, I think mm-hmm. he wants stage wins more than green green would be a nice perk but, but in the first week isn't it kind of the same thing like no if you're... The, the first uh three stages they don't there's not really a good honest um sprint stage till after three i think that it's kind of yeah. hilly rolly stuff which you could probably do well in, but um, they hit the the Alps pretty soon. That's the first one. The decision is going to be made this year yeah. on the last week in the Pyrenees. So, okay, let me keep rolling before we get too far into Tour de France stuff because I'm still in news headlines and I got to oh, continue geez. with. No, I did. I yeah. am, and I still got to continue with the dramatic music because continuing with overly dramatic issues in bike racing. Let's taste, touch base on the ongoing saga that seems to surround Justin Williams. Uh, First, he won the Belize National Championships. Yep. Belize. Mm -hmm. After 11 U.S. National Championship wins, he now holds a license in Belize. So uh, does anybody have any initial thoughts on that and the reasons for his his potential switch to that? Um, I'd also like to bring up the fact that he is vocal as shit on on social media. There's a hell of a lot uh, going on surrounding this guy. Uh, frustrations at Tulsa, Tulsa, the U.S. crit nationals not going the way of, of Legion, uh, and the now famous uh, video clip featuring a very famous word commonly used in, in uh, the, the the monarchy, you know, the British world, you know, the, the C word that we don't talk over here or we get kicked out of our homes. Um, and, and I've heard a lot of grumblings uh, t- talking to Justin about um, – and I, I'm, I'm scared. I'm. This is the culture we live in. I'm scared to go this direction, but uh, just intending to bring some issues of race into bike racing that some people are saying aren't necessarily justified for that moment. If uh, if, if if you're controlling a race and other people are frustrated, um, I, I I don't I don't know if if the color of your skin necessarily compares to that and I, here I am I'm terrified I can feel my pulse rate going up because <laughs> no I because I, I, I think that's the world we've entered yeah um, should Justin take his team and and get out of the U.S. national scene and take it to the bigger ranks um, so um, what are other what are the many reasons behind all that goes on behind Legion and 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 the Williams brothers right now well I can tell you right right off the bat why he went to Belize that's where his dad is was born and raised yeah. so he he has that dual citizenship or something uh after george floyd situation um he was very disappointed in the united states he didn't feel he he felt like he wanted to honor a different 
country at that point in time. Okay. He made that okay. statement. So, you know, that's fine. That's good. Uh, yeah. I can understand that. Um, so, uh, as in there, I think what uh, Legion is trying to do is is create kind of that, um, well, crit beef. Everybody's sure. heard about crit beef. Absolutely. It was kind of, you know, getting rolling to bring, it kind of helps to bring media and people. It really did do a lot. Yeah. Create a lot of drama. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, the, it. if you follow it, and I started following it a little bit more, and especially after Nationals crit, when Corey went down, and I just saw a guy, if you guys are ever interested, because a lot that crash happened outside, kind of like in this dead zone. No one got to see it. Somebody had uh, still pictures. Somebody hit, had their button down and has it. So go to uh, Glydrogen um, uh, Cycling, and the guy breaks okay. it down. It's a 30-minute clip, but, you know, everybody's trying to an- analyze it. And I think, you know, uh, Legion's not afraid to point out that they, they bump. And they push, and you have to earn your spot, and and that type of thing. Uh, watching the crash, my first initial thought was because I couldn't see it. I thought, well, there, Corey was just you know pushing the guy out of the way. When I changed my mind when I watched the, really, the, yeah, I think he was holding his position, and he did the old chicken wing. Sure, stuck it out. The guy was underneath. I mean, they were side by side, but because Corey had the inside line. Um, he just stuck his arm out so the guy couldn't go through, and the, I'm sure the guy hit it, and that caused Corey to go down. And you know, rest, so that's yeah. that's my opinion, my take on it. Okay. As of the racial thing, I wish it wouldn't go there, but um, if Justin sees it that way, uh, I think you know, for us, uh, you know, we hopefully he he sees differently if it is different. Or, or those who well, are hopefully not, this isn't the case, in, yeah, or, or hope, it could yeah, not be the case. Yeah. Um, McCabe seems to like the whole crit beef thing. He's kind of playing with it, but there isn't. I don't. I mean, I haven't seen everything, but all the banter about this, I, I don't think races. I, I don't think, but this is coming from a fifty-eight-year-old white guy. I didn't think too much was racial about it. You know, yeah. uh, I didn't hear either side mention race, but um, anyway. That's okay. my take on it. Yeah. Anybody? Yeah. Go, Jay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's um, – I, I I, didn't know about the whole um, Justin kind of having that dual citizenship. I kind of assumed it. But I think um, it's a, a – if he feels that way, it's a great way to kind of express that uh, express that part of the cycling world. And, um, I mean, he was – obviously, he earned it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't one of those things where, like, there was nobody else there uh, that was yeah. good enough. So, I really kind of earned that and it'll be cool to have uh i think they also have the mexican national champion as well so they'll have kind of a myriad of jerseys which will be kind of which will be good for that team um yeah like like paul said on the racial thing i don't know if i could speak to that because i wasn't there but um if it if it's there i i think that of all the teams they will be the ones that kind of uh dive into it and focus on it and i think that it is an aspect of the sport that is not really spoken on and i think that it's uh, it's cool that we have people that are willing to talk about it now um, that are in the sport. Um, but I don't think it's, it's, it's all about that. Um, and I think that they kind of walk that line of there need to be uh, black athletes in the sport. Um, yeah. But also 
that's not every what everything's about. So I I, I respect their uh, attention, the attention that they draw to it as well. I think more American bike race fans would have an opinion about it that was well founded if coverage of crit racing was better. Like I was oh, watching the I watched the the you know the the crit the crit nats coverage and the camera angles sucked. We didn't know one until five seconds after the finish. We were all surprised by it. Lauren Hall was the only commentator that was worth her shit, and it was. <laughs> It, it sucked. Like if you compare watching the the U.S. Crit Nats to watching a European, you know, Pro Tour stage, it was like watching a kindergarten video project. It, it it's a it was a great race, but nobody knew about it because the coverage was fucked up. So regardless of all the other stuff that's going on, Criterium Racing in the U.S. It could be very exciting if we had good media around it i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you the, the fact that uh i thought tulsa was covered uh, you know yes i think we're we're dealing with um shoestring budgets being put into this i mean we're not talking about eurosport putting into a, into a bike race um <laughs> i i first of all i was happy to be able to watch both of our all of our national championships uh on tv i was happy to watch be able to watch tulsa that being said, was it as good as watching another bike race? I couldn't agree with you more, Carson. I think, uh, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to step on too many toes. I thought, um, I thought Lauren did a great job. I think, I think uh, Frankie Andreo should have been probably sitting right next to her. Um, I, I, um, I think that uh, the the coverage could have been probably better. Hopefully, it will continue to get better. Um. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I just, I don't, you know, because I'm just a guy sitting here on mic uh, doing an audio podcast and not putting the money into investing into television programming and somebody who takes advantage of the fact that these races are finally being tele televised, I don't want to step on any toes, but I do agree, Karsten. I, I thought there were a lot of problems with the coverage in terms of how it went. Yeah, I, everybody around me is kind of nodding, so I guess we'll go with that. Um, uh, Joey... Uh, Roscoff pulling off the Road Nats win. I thought that was a well-earned uh, race. I was impressed with the, with the finale of that one. I thought it went down to a that really was that was fantastic. Yeah. That was one of the best bike races I've seen in years yeah. in terms of victories. That was great. Everybody launching in those final K. That yeah. was that was great to watch. That was, a, that, that was American bike racing at its best. Yeah, just attack after attack after attack after attack. It was great. It was wonderful to watch. Yeah. Paul, you were going to say. Yeah, I was just going to say it was like the last round of a heavyweight fight. They were just, you know, it's the one that goes down, you know. Yeah, it was, you know, it was kind of fun to watch. I watched, actually rewatched the last 14 miles, you know, and trying to, you know, sort out like the tactics behind there. But, um, you know, I think everybody was just only one team had a couple of guys that just kept attacking after their teammate got caught, you know. Rally was. Yeah, rally. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's you know it was Russ Koff. Uh, yeah, um, he's he's the one that uh, kind of came out ahead on that thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean you had world and he used to uh, used to be on um, world tour. I think he was on on BMC. I'm trying to think of where else he played. I mean raced. I think he was even on uh, CCC. Um, so I mean he's got some savvy and he's got some experience. It wasn't like out of 
nowhere. It's yeah. not a household name. Yeah. But Jackson, you want to take us home on anything? Uh, I have a gigantic list of national champions. I, I have every single country's national champions up to this point, including uh, the incredible performance by by the, the women out there, and, including, I do have to say, I think Elisa Longo-Borghini won both the road and the time trial national championships, which is fucking crushing it. And, uh, you know, and, and we've got a pretty strong uh, Chloe Dygart with, with a great TT and things like that, which are going to uh, bode well for the Olympics. However, this is a Tour de France preview show, and we're 42 minutes into a podcast. So, Jackson, <laughs> you have anything you want to roll with national champions before we shift gears? I'm just going to say that I'm uh, pretty happy that uh, Sagan is going to be easily recognizable for the next year. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that element. Yeah. He yeah. and his brother have won the last 11 years. Yeah. The Sagan yeah. has had it. So Now, if, if both Williams brothers go to Belize, do you think it'll just turn into that, too, for them? Easy. It could be. Yeah. yeah, it could be. could be. Gentlemen, the time is upon us. Uh, it is. I don't have any French national champion theme or anything like that. But the the Grand Boucle, the biggest reason to watch bike racing other than Paris Roubaix, if you were Paul Maine, <laughs> is upon us. Uh, the 2021 Tour de France. First and foremost, uh, we've got a whole lot of shit to get through, and probably not a whole lot of time in which to get through it. So our, our responses are going to have to be kind of to the point. But I do want you to be able to expand with two to three sentences and things like that. So let's start with the most broad and the most vague here. Does anybody have any thoughts or commentary on the course, the parkour itself? The fact that, number one, uh, anything of note, well, I don't know, Mont Ventoux in two, uh, two times in one day. Um, less vertical meters than the last two editions that I have, I have noticed in my slight amounts of research looking at things in terms of that direction. Um, does anybody have anything they want to comment on in terms of what they're seeing with the course this year and what any preconceived expectations might be from that realm? I love time trials and I love the time trial stages. Yeah. And the emphasis on them this year. 56 kilometers total this year. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's good. I like that. That doesn't go ahead. I will say I'm interested to see what that. Uh, second to last day time trial will look like and whether they are trying to kind of recreate another 2020 tour fiasco. What's the climbing like in it? I didn't look. It's relatively flat. It's got a few lumps and bumps in there, but not was it like last time? No. No. It is, no. No. Okay. It, All right. Right, no well. categorized climbs, I don't believe, on the last time trial. Yeah. So it, it it lends itself because there's some heavy hills in the Pyrenees before the final stage. You have the penultimate, 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 penultimate. Yeah. Thank you. Penomena. Thank you. Uh, stage, which is the TT. So that would, you know, for the climbers, they have to push the gas on the climbs. And the TT guys, they can make up time, are going to try and stay as close as they can and try and bust their nut, you know, on the TT. Sure. All right, should uh, let's let's play this. Let's play this game. Let's go to the favorites. I know this is weird, but I want you to start off. I don't want you to give me any picks yet. I just want you to give them a letter grade as if they were a student in your fourth grade reading class, okay? 
So I'm going to give you guys names, and we'll go Jackson, Karsten, Paul, and I'll give a grade too. Um, and I just want you guys to get, say what kind of a grade they will get in terms of we're helping the listener pick, make their picks for the f- upcoming oh God, tour. God, we're helping them? Yeah, we are. <laughs> know, That's funny. Tade Pogachar. Jackson. A plus. A plus. Paul Maine. Oh, no, Karsten, I think, was next. I mean, I, I didn't. So I've picked three for the podium. I haven't picked a winner yet. Stop, no, we're just stop. we're just giving grades. We're just giving grades to these guys. I just want you to give a letter grade to these guys before you pick anybody. How? What so, grade would you give Tade Pogachar in your in your cycling class? A A Paul Maine. It's going to be an A minus on this race. Oh, I'm a solid A. Primos Roglic Jackson. I would give him an A minus. Oh, Karsten. A. A. Okay, Paul. A. I'm going. I think I'm going A plus. Wink, wink. Garrett Thomas, Jackson Bulger. A good B plus. Oh, Karsten. B. Paul. A minus. Pat. B plus. Simon Yates, Jackson. A B minus. Karsten. C plus. Oh, Paul May. B. I'm going to go with a B minus. Uh, Tail Gagenhart, Jackson. Oh, I'm going to give that a solid minus. What minus? C minus. Okay, C minus. Karsten. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Sorry, I muted. Uh, uh, Gigginhart, C. C. Paul. Uh, I'll put a C plus on him. C plus. I'm going to go a C on that one. Okay, I'm getting down to the final major leaders. Uh, Chris Froome, Jackson Bulger. An F. <laughs> Carson Hagen. Uh, a D minus because he's starting. Uh, that, you know, that's nice. Paul Main. D. D. I'm going to go with a D, too. I think he's going to be nice to have him there. Uh, did I say Rigoberto or Iran? No, I did not. No. Jackson. Well, I'm going to give him a, I'm going to give him a B plus as well. B plus. Carson. Iran, I'd say B, but you asked initially for the outsiders, and he's a solid outsider. He is a solid outsider. So, well, well we're going to get to those. We're going to get to those picks, okay. I promise. Yeah, I'm, giving him a, I'm giving him a B plus. Okay. Paul Main. B. B. I'm going to go with a B, too. Um, and those are the last ones I'm going to cover. Sprinters, I want you to give them a quick grade. Uh, Jackson Bulger, Caleb Ewan. An A. Karsten. A minus. 
Paul. A. A. Pat. A. Uh, Buhani Jackson. Oh, like a D. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Karsten. Agree with Jackson. He just is not gonna. He's not gonna hang in there. D. Okay, Paul. Yeah, uh, D plus. I would. Yeah. I. I don't. I. The guy seems like he's a complete dickhead. Yeah. Um, he just does. He just really hasn't I think been for performing. Fr- I think for France, they'd love to see him get something. Yeah. But he's um, tough. Yeah, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with a C minus. Peter Sagan, Jackson Bulger, A plus plus. Oh, you f- <laughs> you are drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, <laughs> Karsten Hagen. Fuck. Uh, a minus. I got, I got some reasons for that, but A minus. I'm with Carson, A minus. A minus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with a B, but I think that B is consistent. If you get straight Bs, you get in any college you want. And I think mm-hmm. Carson, I, I, not Carson, I think Sagan is. The college is green. Yeah, yeah. I think he's mm-hmm. I think he's going to do do really well there. Matthew Vanderpoel, Jackson Bolger. Ooh, I think that's an A. Carson. A week one. A week one, yeah, exactly. Paul. I say A minus week one. Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I, I don't think for sprinting. I don't think he's gonna go for points. I think mm-hmm. he's just gonna be an opportunist, and I think I'm yep. gonna give him a C for sprinting. Yeah. Um. And last but not least, Mark Cavendish, Jackson Bulger. Oh, this is gonna be harsh. I'm gonna give him a C. Yeah. Carson. What the fuck is he doing there? And a C. <laughs> Fall. A. A. He will win a couple of stages. I you think. think he will? Yep. I'm gonna go with a B because I'd so like him question, to win. A, I'd like him to win a stage or so here. What, Carson? He's gonna win. He's gonna win some stages, but he's not getting the green jersey, or he's not gonna hold it for very long. That oh, wasn't no. the question. That no, was, the question is for sprinting. For sprinting, yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and I'm, we're still not to our points yet, gentlemen. If you had to pick any type of outsiders or opportunists, what names popped into your head while you were forming your, your actual list of choices together? Anybody can go now. Jackson, you got, did, were there any names that just might not be on your list that you chose, but were like, man, maybe I should lean that way. I was very interested in the likes of, um, Either David Gaudu, um, I think he could be a strong pick for like a polka dot jersey. Yeah. Um, opportunist, but he's not going to win the yellow. Uh, and Mike Woods, also a, I think a climber's jersey type of rider, opportunist person. Yeah. If is, am I the only one that's noticed that the ever since the days of uh, Lauren Jalabert, the the climber's jersey has almost become an opportunist jersey. It's become mm-hmm. these guys who go off on these huge, just daring type of early breaks to tr- gather as much points as they did. Lauren Jalabert seemed to me to be one of the first people to really do that, to really kind of go, okay, it's a you know, you know, 200K stage. I'm going to go in the first 50K and try to hold on and gather as many points over, over these HC climbs or something like that. It just seems like that's, it's become almost a jersey for opportunists rather than a true sign of a climber early opportunists because i see yeah. people in the polka dot jersey wearing it until they get absolutely shattered in the yeah. second week on a real climbing stage yeah but they try but they still try to get it on those early climbs to gather those points they're not the ones who are going to crest Montu the second time in the lead unless you Which get the classic me- like egan bernal who won four jerseys in the zero you, you had a few in the day like uh Veronk. 
yeah. was going for GC and always ended up on that because yeah. they during the drug period it was a different game. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. they could go every day. Uh, I think now that people are hopefully clean, uh, you can't be full gas. So now it becomes more of a strategy. Sure. If I I'm not going to win, you know the GC guys are going to get the top points on the HC climbs, the final HC climbs. I'm going to grab, go on a break, and grab all these. Yeah. And you know. So I think that's where the strategy came from. Any any bets on how long the one and only Chris Froome makes it into the race? Will he make it the whole way to Paris, or will there be a day that he? Ten stages. What'd you say? Ten stages. Ten. I say 10, makes twelve. Yeah. I say he makes it the whole way. Jackson. I think he will too, because he is that big tour winner name. He'll force himself to stick into yep. it. Okay. He's that kind of guy. Okay. I don't think he's going to make the line from Rouge. I think he's going to get, he's, he's not going to make the cut. Yeah. Halfway in. Will Richie Port make it past stage nine? I'd like everybody oh, to place a man. thumbs up or thumbs down if Richie Port will make it past stage nine. Paul, to the camera, gave a thumbs up. Jackson. Because he's got rim brakes. He'll thumbs make it. up. <laughs> not because of the rim brakes. Yeah. Carson, will he make it to stage nine? Richie Port. I think he's got. I think he's got a top five in him if he doesn't break something. Oh man! Oh, I haven't made my picks yet. I'm not gonna lie. I have not made my picks yet. Really? Yeah, I'm. I'm terrified oh, to make man. my picks. I don't want to fuck anybody over. Um, what will happen with within Team Ineos? They are coming to this race. I'm looking at them on paper. Richard Carapaz, um, Teo Gegenhardt. Uh, Richie Port, Garrett Thomas. Those are just names that are Grand Tour winners. Um, except Richie Port hasn't won a Grand Tour. No, but, but he won Romandy this yeah. year. Yeah. You uh, throw in there, oh, I don't know, Jonathan Castroviejo, Michael Kwiatkowski, uh, Dylan Van Barl, uh, Luke Rowe. Is there such thing as going to an event with too many? Are they going to Movistar it, I guess is what I'm asking. Are they going to end up with too many aces in the hole and shit just doesn't work? I think any other team but Enios, I think Brailsford knows how to control his riders. Um, that's not going to be an issue. I'm not saying that they won't have some problems. I know Froome and, and uh, Garrett yep. had a little bit of a beef, you know, in that time. Um, but, I mean, both of them have commitment. And I think there's some dollar signs behind those commitments. And we've said so, that before. Yeah. yeah. It's like, shut up and do what you're paid to yep. do. Yeah. Okay. Or find yourself uh, another contract. Yeah. I also think Ineos is playing an interesting game here because they um, are bringing, I think, a rider that is going fairly under the radar as their best hope for GC. I think I think everybody's looking at Garrett, but I think Carapaz is who they should be going for. Oh, Carapaz is my, is my pick for the podium. <laughs> 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 Paul just got, he's like sitting here just stewing. He's like, you fuckers. Carapaz is their winner. Yeah. Really? He's so consistent. Yeah. Oh, man. I, okay. I'd like to see Garrett, but Carapaz, I mean, here's the thing about Enios. Um, every world's, uh, world tour stage this year, has been won by Enios. Yeah. Every single one. Shit. Okay. Um, On rim breaks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, Yumbo Visma, have they been holding their cards too close to the chest? Did, what, does anybody have any idea what might be going on, on behind the ranks at Yumbo Visma? I think they're putting a lot of eggs in one basket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think they – I don't know. I'm worried about Roglic because he doesn't have very many race days in him this year that are that are recently leading up to the tour so that's the only thing that i worry about and i know that he sometimes has a tough time kind of getting to that final hurdle um and so i'm interested to see if they can hold that jersey this year because i think if he is on it he is the best gc rider there is if he's on there's nobody that can beat him there are a lot of grand tour winners or tour de france winners who didn't race much yeah. Before the tour, yeah. um, you know, Voldemort being one of them. Yeah. He, he didn't race much um, <clears throat> from the early spring classics until the tour. You always and, saw uh, him at Amstel Gold. He'd yeah, always he show up that, that one. Yeah. yeah. Pretty early. Um, and so, you know, if you if you got that level of coaching and that kind of program, you probably don't need to race. So. You know, we all kind of poo-poo the guy that doesn't race much before the tour, but I've always like been fascinated by that. You know, if you can if you can do it and stay non-injured and stay out of the spotlight, and you can do it secretly, I think that's pretty rad. Well, I think um, if you look at his past, he always seems to fade in the last week. Yeah, in every Grand Tour. Well, I mean, well, even if he even the Vuelta, he just hung on. Carapaz, of course, you know, put the fork to him in the very end, but he's able to salvage it. Um, so I think, uh, you know, both Viz, Vizmo, uh, were, they really didn't show their cards very much this whole season. Yeah. I think they, like, uh, Jackson said, they put a lot of eggs in one basket. And I think that's what they're trying to do is make sure that, um, Roglic is not overcooked. I mean, he didn't even do his national championships. Um, he's just been doing camps, um. Uh, so uh, he, what was it? What race was it? Uh, Liege, best on Liege. After the day after Liege, he went to the Alps in pissing down rain and climbed the major mountains in the Alps yeah, yeah. for three days yeah. straight. So, I mean, he's not like his feet are up on the beach, you know, uh, having a Mai Tai, but um, I, I think they are. I think they've got something up their sleeve. I think it also gets people to think a little bit. The other teams, like, uh, what are they up to? Because they haven't been showing their cards. Yeah. Watching Sepp Kuss and and uh, Kreisweik, when they race, they put this huge attack, and then they just shut down. Yeah. And I started thinking back. Philippe was doing that during the tour last year, but he was getting ready for Worlds. He would do these. He used it for training. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Jumbo Wiesma's looking at Wild Van Aert, Primoz Roglic, Mike Tunison, Robert Hessink, uh, Jonas Vingard, Tony Martin, Sepp Kuss, and Stefan Kreisvik. Holy shit. I mean, that, on paper, I would put that up against the Ninios. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a strong group of guys going to that race. That's, I mean, that's... Do they, do they, have, the, do they have the brains, the, the big picture brains that Ineos does? That's my question. I, yeah, that's a, that's. I a guess great we'll question. find out. Yeah, I guess we will find out. So here we go, you guys. That's what it is. Um, so we, I think we decided here in in this year, and this is for all of our listeners who've been paying attention, following along. 
um, that we are going to play our own challenge again, just like we did in the Giro. Um, I think we tweaked it just a little bit, just a couple things in terms of how things go in terms of gathering your points. Yes, I'm forcing you to do your own math. You're gonna. Everybody who's listening is gonna have to go through it, and they're gonna have to tabulate their own points. Okay. Now we do have a couple friends who are who are great listeners of the show who might be kind enough to put some of those things together. <laughs> but you do have to go to our uh, our Facebook page um, with Pack Filler, and you have to indicate the riders you are choosing. And we decided that it has to be 24 hours before the prologue begins. Right. Yep. Yep. So names have to be in. We're going to say our names tonight, but they have to be in 24 hours before the prologue begins. Um, and you and you are allowed to pick four riders, a leader, obvious leader, a team leader, somebody who's like, duh, you know, usually has a number one after on, on, on his on his jersey in some way, shape or it's form. your GC guy. GC winner, a sprinter, an outsider. Now, when I say outsider, it can be somebody else. Like, for example, you can pick one of the other Enios guys, but it definitely can't be something as obviously blatant. I think we'll allow you some gray area there because it's not like I'm going to call you up and say, yeah, bullshit, you know, something like that. <laughs> and then the opportunist, somebody who could be hunting for stage wins, somebody who could be going for things here and there. You have to think about this in terms of points because for each stage... We're going to give three sets of points for each stage. First place gets five points. Second place gets two points. Third place gets one point. The final jerseys, we've upped it a little bit. I think, did we do 30 in the past? 40. 40? Uh, no, 20. 20. We did 20 on those. On the green, well, we had the sprinters for the Giro. We did the sprinters and the climbing was was 20, 20. points each. And then the final jersey was 30? 40. Was 40? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good one to go with. You don't want to necessarily have just winning the yellow jersey completely destroy yep. the competition. So our final jerseys, 40 points for the yellow and 20 points for the green, polka dot. And should I include the white? What do you guys think? Nah. Should we include the white? No. No? Jackson? You're the young guy. Should we include the young guy's jersey? It's more points to your tally, but I feel like not many people pay attention to it. Okay. Well, well it, it, pod, Most of the guys are going to be in the yellow, white Pogasso's jersey who's second place. Anyway. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. That's they're all young guys anyway. So Kids these days. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah where's my X button? There it is. Hey, you boys. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, so you got to keep track of your points. Prize is going to be announced as as the tour progresses because I'm working for some people to get even better prizes. Um, if you live locally, we'll have some prizes. But if you don't live locally, the prizes will shift. So I send you something, and it's not necessarily something like, "Hey, I get a you know I get a really cool service here in Spokane, Washington," but I don't live there, so shit. But definitely, prizes are going to include from our friends at Gooder at Scratch, uh, us here at Pack Filler, and and so much more. So. Um, I do want to say this before I go out there, and I want to throw this out to the guys on the show. Does anybody want to do a punishment bet this year for the Tour de France? Should we come up with a punishment bet right now and and adhere to it? Last year it was up Mount Spokane twice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the well, old that one was, that was for all of us for not. Well, we all no, we all just agreed to do it together, yeah, even okay. though yeah. yeah. And then the year before, Paul did the tour the. The, the rollers the punishment on the rollers in the kit of shame uh-huh. does anybody have any immediate does we don't i guess necessarily have to pick the punishment but does everybody is, is everybody want to sign on to a punishment challenge sure what's what's your best 
flattish time trial course up there. I'd say Cheney. Cheney, yeah. yeah. Cheney's Tyler. Yeah. Use it for the oh, Olympic trials. Well. Yeah. How about that Eddie style? By yourself? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm it, not going to do a time it, trial with anybody else. And, and we get to throw water balloons at you or something like that? I'm just trying to think of a punishment. No, I mean. On the funny bike? Or, I have that? a funny bike. On the funny bike no in the bars. kit of shame. No, well, okay. <laughs> I I think we're on to something here. I have a funny bike, and you'd have to ride it, and you'd have to wear the horrible kit of shame, that Dayglow kit with Metamucil. Which I already soiled. Paul's already sold it. I washed it. Oh, did you? All right. God, me in that thing would be hilarious. It's it's, it's, it's like simply huge size. It is. It's gigantic. It's a triple XL, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So it's yeah. Everybody, two people could fit in. Yeah. Okay. So okay. are we leaning that way, Jackson? Are you willing to do a time trial on a horrible, goofy old bike uh, in a in a kit of shame, and we videotape it, and people can come out and boo you? There we go. <laughs> okay, that, I I believe we found our our, our loser. Forty k or what? How far are we going to do it? Forty k. Forty k. The full forty k, and you got to go hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's all relative. It is it? relative. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I think it'd be funny just for video. Okay, everybody, everybody agree to it. Karsten, you going to come to Spokane and do? Yeah, the- I'm in. I'm in. This time I'm in. Okay, he means it this time, everybody. Does that thing even like remotely fit me though? Like even come close? That's not the point. But yeah, it yeah, does. I mean, even... my dad. My, it was my dad's bike, and he was six one. It what was is me. six one. He's shrinking. He's oh, he's older, tiny. but you know. But tiny. yeah, it, right. it it'll fit. It'll fit. But okay. it's right. yeah, right. it's still okay. oh, it's, oh, it's the thing is funny. is the tires. <laughs> I <laughs> fucking don't know. I don't know, man. The front Are you wheel. Find some 26, I'm gonna have tubulars. to find a twenty six tubular to fit the front of that. <laughs> I'll thing. glue them on. I'd do, I'll it, do that. I'd do it just for the video. Yeah. Just for the video. You probably can get them pretty I'm dang not, cheap. I'm not losing, yeah. so I don't. I'm not worried. All right. All right. Okay. Here we go. Of course, um, it is time to pick our four riders. I have to get my pen ready to rock because I'm. You know, we will have the footage here of the show, but um, but everybody is putting themselves down for a leader, a sprinter, an outsider, excuse me, beer burp, and an opportunist. So who would like to jump into the tepid waters of the Tour de France first? Jackson? I can. Unless yeah. Jackson's okay. ready. Paul can go first. Paul is going to Well, we him. all talked about it. It's Carapaz. I picked him as my GC. Uh, as much as I wanted Garite, I really think, but I think, you know, history proves itself that Carapaz keeps his backside off the pavement more often than <laughs> Garite. And I like the guy a lot, and I, I, but nevertheless, I okay. had to go with him. Carapaz leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, your sprinter. You want me to do the whole thing? Yeah, let's okay. do them all. I, I I went with Caleb Ewing. I think he's climbing decent. If you remember Blanc San Remo, he was in the mix yeah. on the climb. So I think he could throw a challenge to the obvious, Ooh. which you know Jackson's going to pick. Yeah, so yeah. that is my sprinter. <laughs> yeah. Your um, op- outsider. My outsider. Oh, man. So that that's one that's I had something down. I think he is an outsider, although just we'll because to. it's it's Roglic. I think he's an outsider because he can't prove himself. And other than the Vuelta, 
and we haven't seen him for a while. I, I have questions, but the only thing that works in his favor is the final TT. The guys is is Primoz Roglic an outsider? Eh, probably not. So I'll have to come back on that. Okay, we'll yeah. come back on that. Okay, okay. And, I'll, and your I'll opportunist. Serve. My opportunist will be uh, Gado. Oh, oh mm-hmm. Gado. Okay, okay. What? Yeah. Uh, Jackson or Carson? Who wants to go next? Jackson's ready. Yes, I am ready. So my leader for the Tour de France will be Tadej Pogacar. Okay. I had a feeling. Do you have any reason other than duh? I think, I think he is a. I think he's on a team where he doesn't necessarily have the support that everybody else does. So I think he is riding a lot on instinct and has a great team director behind him. So I think that he will. I think he is the one uncontrollable rider that Ineos cannot handle. It cannot contain. And I'm interested to see how that battle goes down. Um, my sprinter, uh, surprise, surprise, is Peter Sagan, Mr. Consistent. I think, as we saw with the Giro, he's always up there. And I think he yeah. will always be up there uh, for the points, for the finishes, for everything. So I'm I'm excited to see him race uh, in a new jersey as well. Um, <laughs> my uh, my climber is um, outsider. kind of an opera- Outsider? What? Outsider. Oh, yeah, outsider. Uh, is, that could be a climber, too. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Rigoberto Uran. Oh! Yeah. Somebody I thought he coming was up show- with her. I thought he was showing some pretty good form recently at the Dauphiné, so. Uh, yeah, he won a yeah, time trial. Then- what was that, sir? He won a time trial. Yeah, exactly. So I think he's uh, coming into his form at the perfect time. Right on. You're opportunist. And- Exactly. Yeah, my opportunist is going to be um, Alexei Litsenko. I think uh, he's a he's a prime uh, breakaway type of guy who can win a lot of win a lot of stages. Um, I know he'll probably try and go for at least one stage. He had one last year at the tour, and I think he has a good possibility of taking the climbers jersey as well. I'm starting to like Astana more now that Steve Bauer's involved too. So I don't know. You know, I just I'm I'm cheering for 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 the Canadian element of Astana because I hated that Mm -hmm. team for decades Um, good choices okay I hope everybody listened to Jackson's choices because he's probably going to win Karsten Hagen what do you got for us man I'm going to say it's really hard following Jackson because he's usually right (laughs) (laughs) I remember telling you last year that uh, he called everything correctly and what the fuck are we even doing here (laughs) um but so what I'm going to say is uh, for leader Carapaz, because at the end of the day, th- despite the fact that they're riding up, they're riding fucking caliper brakes. Um, <laughs> he's on the best team in the universe and he's going to have the support that he needs. Can you imagine having three potential GC winners pacing you in the mountains? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, he's got the support he needs. And I, I have, I've always loved Jumbo Visma, but I just don't think they have the brain trust there. And um, same with the other team. Like, I, I just don't see it happening um, with those other teams. At the end of the day, I think the team's going to win out for leader on this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of sprinter, I'm going to say Sagan. I'm going to say this is his last one. But I also want to throw this name out there that Cabrelli has the potential to be 
if not this year, is going to be a green jersey winner consistently in the future. I would love to see him win this year. I don't know if it's going to happen. Sagan's got a lot backing him up, but I wish it was Cabrelli. Um, but I'm saying Sagan because I want to win. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're outside. Outsider, you know, fuck. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would say that if, um, you know, if uh, Carapaz falls apart, to me, that's kind of what defines the outsider. Then you got a couple other guys on on um, Enios that are going to fall do in that. place. You can't so do you that. So you got, you know, G or Port. Uh, Port is going to break something. He's going to fall and, you know, <laughs> something's going to happen. Or G. And G can if... fucking time trial. But can I mean, Garrett, I don't trial, think. This is a... I don't think What's Garrett's going to count as an outsider, though. Nope. If I can't get Ro- Roglic, no. I don't think Garrett's going to no. count as an outsider. So uh, I'll let you give get some thought on that. So I'm taking well, Buchman. Oh, you're for taking my, Manuel Buchman. Okay. Yeah. For my outsider. Okay. Carson, you, so you've got an outsider and an opportunist left. And I don't know if we're going to let you take Garrett. Oh, because he's, he's, okay, sorry, sorry. Outsider would be, okay, outsider would be, um, God, oh my God, we talk about, remember the same thing. I would say Molina is somebody we don't talk yeah. about much. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree. Yeah, Baca Molina. So, um, opportunist. I'm I'm defining that category of stage winners, and if you win enough stages, yeah. you're an opportunist. Yeah, definitely. Um, because fuck, there's a bunch of them. Oh my God, Lusenko, Isagari, um, Dan Martin. Uh, if I'm gonna choose one. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna choose one, but this is not my choice. Just to say, because I got to choose one, it's Campanerts. <laughs> Campanerts. Oh, okay. He did in the Giro. Yeah, he's a breakaway. I mean, look at man. what he's yeah. done. Yeah. Look at how close he's come. Look at how the fuck can ride. Yeah. I, you know. He's got a uh, Thomas de Hint kind of a thing to him. He does. Yeah, yeah. He's the badass Belgian in this race. Yeah. The one that's going to last three weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know. All right. Yours. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck four riders over right now. My leader, and this is why I wouldn't let you choose yours because I'm picking Primoz Roglic to win the Tour de France this year. I think he's got his shit dialed in. I think he's been holding his cards to his chest. I think I think Jumbo Visma are going to come out swinging. I think they are ready to crush this motherfucker. Uh, my sprinter, sorry, Jackson. I, too, am picking Peter Sagan. I think his consistency is going to help him this year one more time. One more time around the bases, Peter. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Uh, my outsider, you guys can make fun of me as much as you want. I'm going to go down swinging with Richie Port for my outsider. And I hope I didn't just fuck him over on stage nine. <laughs> He's going to go down and just, he will explode this time. There well, will be flame. Well, involved. Where's, where's well the, I, I don't know if you? that would be technically an outsider it, because he got third in the podium last year. But it, but he does, he count as an outsider because he's like a third down on Enios. I don't. You're not gonna Listen, give it to me? anybody on Enios, you even made that statement last time. It's like, you can't pick two Enios riders. I didn't pick two Enios riders. Well, that's true. I've got Roglic, yeah. Sagan, and Port. That's true. 
I I'm wonder. trying to remember where the start line is in Cheney. Is it is it at the is the is the paint line still on the pavement there? Uh, we'll make or, it. It was the same thing I did for the Pack Filler Classic last year. So the uh, challenge, okay. yeah. So, so no classic challenge. I get my races classic. Mixed up. Yeah, the classic. Um, Jackson, what do you think? Can I uh, now? I now understand that you're, you have to be nice to your dad, but. No, when Carson said it earlier, I was going to accept that as an outsider. So I think okay. I think Port's an outsider because I don't see him winning it. I see him as one of the highest profile domestiques in the high mountain. And I could be fucking myself over because Port could be completely burying himself on the climbs for a team leader and never make it to the top of the. Mountains. He got a good. He got a good argument. He's yeah. not going to sit back. But yeah. Yeah. And my opportunist is, t I can't pronounce his last name, is Tim Merlier. Melier. Melier. From, from, uh, from Alpes and Phoenix. I, I, I'm going to go with him. I think he's going to be up there in the sprints. But he's not necessarily, he, obviously because of Matthew Vanderpool, he's not Alpes and Phoenix's star for the road. So those are my four. I apologize to each I'm and every one of them and their families. nobody for an opportunist took. Alaphilippe. Uh, no. I, I'd say. He'd be um, a leader. Uh, Fulgusang. Yeah, They're the, the whole Astana Premier yeah. Tech team is going at this for stage wins. Exactly. That's their objective. Lysenko is another one. Yeah. From that team. Well, Jackson did pick Lysenko. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah he did. Sorry yeah, for yeah. not listening. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, everybody, any last second changes or forever hold your peace? It's done and tested. Yeah. All right. If these riders drop out, you cannot change. This is this is like real bike racing, so so everybody listening to this, if you pick your four riders and all of a sudden I don't know, Richie Port doesn't make it past stage nine, you now only have three riders left. So plan accordingly and and understand that. I think Paul, you had an analogy the other day that I thought was perfect, and I can't remember what it was. It was just like you know, if if if. if Tough. I mean, you, you can't yeah, suddenly not, just change the rules yeah, or something. You, I can't remember what no it was. Substitution it, in cycling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. might have been it. That might have been it. So, so did, did we all choose? Um, did we all choose um, uh, um, for for a sprinter? Um, Peter Sagan. Sagan. Peter Sagan. We, all, we all choose Sagan for sprinter. Nope. nope. Paul picked Caleb Ewan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna lose. All right. <laughs> oh, I, I, Caleb Ewan's going to rank up some five pointers. And the, not those for three weeks, he's not. But but he, but who cares? Let's say Caleb Ewan gets fifteen points for winning three stages. Peter Sagan gets three mm. third places. That's that only three nothing. points. Well, even if he doesn't even get in the top three, yeah, he's still zero points. It's no points. Yeah, because mm -hmm. you're going top three. We're not yeah. going any deeper than that. You know, and that's that's the weird way about how we play this game. Some of the other big gigantic think tanks probably have poor interns tabulating points for twenty deep. <laughs> we don't. I am the only dumbass sitting down here tabulating points. So. Or some very nice Packfiller listener yeah, doing a spreadsheet. Exactly. You know. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If he does it, he'll get something sent to him. <laughs> yeah. If when you're listening to this show, you're just you're understand. You're going to get issued a thousand different. <laughs> yeah, you do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll send something to mm -hmm. somebody who does all that fucking math for me. Yeah, Carson, you were going to say. Oh, just to say that for the for our twenty listeners, um, fuck you so much. <laughs> just, 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 just maybe want to clarify that this is not about green jersey or yellow jersey, or this is about 
a subset within the points competition is what you're talking about. Well, the yellow jersey, I yellow mean, your, jersey. Your GC or anybody that you listed wins the GC, he gets 40 points. That's yeah. overall. Yeah. Okay. All right. mm-hmm. Yeah. So those three jerseys that could make or break it. For example, we had some people in the zero contest who picked well in their stage wins, but absolutely blew the doors off because they picked the, the overall winners mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I think Jackson was one of them. Yeah. He he wins this all the goddamn time. So yeah. Jack Broadhead won the whole thing. Jack did, yeah. yeah. And Jack will be placing his his uh, his bets in here. We'll we'll get him on from in Mexico, some way, shape, or form. Okay. From, from Mexico. Mexico, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's going to Mexico, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <coughs> um, so anybody else uh, want to? I I guess before we sign off, anybody want to pick like a final a podium? Like, just this doesn't have to be a bet. Just anybody think they can pick the three riders who will be on the podium in Paris? I can't. Oh fuck! I would go with P- Pogacar, Roglic, and Carapaz. That'd be my mine too. Uh, you know, easy, easy one to pick. Although I wanted Garen Thomas. Yeah, that's it. I will pick a little bit of a different one. I think it will be Pogaccia, Roglic, and possibly Wilco Kelderman. Hmm. Oh, dude! Two. Yeah. What? Oh, don't wow. question him, man. This guy, this guy does his fucking homework, dude. He's, you know, that when you graduate from college, you're the smartest you'll ever be in terms of rounded knowledge. From there on, you just go on and specialize. So Jackson, in other words, is the smartest of all of us because he's at the peak of his knowledge. He's just going to get dumber from here on out. I chose Bauke Molina because I was, I, I thought I was going to sound really smart, and that nobody would know would be everybody be blown away by that choice yeah no and then yeah and so fucking jackson picks this other guy who (laughs) is probably right about that none of us thought about what the fuck he does his homework dude i thought about him but this is a new team and i don't think it's he's yeah really found his groove yet so yeah so here we go, you guys. The tour is, is less than a week away. Um, summer's going to be over in three weeks. Um, uh, of course, we will be get with you throughout with weekly shows. I'm not going to do a daily show. A lot of other podcasts do that, and they're far better at it than I am. Um, we will even do, be doing shows from the RV on the way to the Belgian Waffle Ride. Uh, Jackson and I will be on the way down oh, cool. there. We'll have to figure out ways to, mm-hmm. to contact you guys and, and, mm-hmm. and do shows that way. So um, place your bets. They have to be into us by... Well, are we going local time, like Pacific time, on Saturday? So 24 hours before the prologue starts, and it starts on Sunday, right? Uh, Pacific time, we should have by midnight on Friday. Midnight on Friday. There we go. Pacific time. Midnight on Friday, Pacific time. I'll, I'll probably allow you a little buffer just so long as when I hit the start ramp, I mean, the first rider goes down the start ramp in the in the first stage. Is it a prologue? Was it? I think I got it. Fuck. No I prologue. So, yeah, so I just fucked it up by saying there was a prologue. Now I look like an <laughs> idiot. I wish I edited edited these shows. But when the when the gun goes off for the first stage, your your picks are in to our Facebook page. So look us up at Pack Filler Entertainment and Podcasts. Place your bets there, and we will uh, hopefully get all those documented in. Yeah, all the. Apparently 20, as Karsten says, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. And uh, it'll be a fun and spirited competition, and I think bragging rights on top of some fun swag that I will send you from our friends and wonderful sponsors throughout the year. Um, anybody have anything they want to add before we go out? 
All right, keep the rubber side down. Like, subscribe, tell a friend, and all that sort of stuff. Thank you guys for tuning in to Podbean Live. Thank you guys for tuning in to YouTube Live. And we will catch you in one week when the 2021 Tour de France, as Bob would say, is officially underway. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.